The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hello, and welcome to Lucas Lectures, hosted by the big fish himself, veteran Lucas. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's topic. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Lucas Lectures. It's me, Veteran Lucas. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day or night, wherever you are. And uh, another week goes by, and yet no new news about Scarlet and Violet. I mean, to be honest, we expect it. Pokemon has gone real type lit. For some of our younger listeners, I've, I noticed we have a couple of our younger ones who recently post reviews. Thank you, by the way. Um, yeah, back in the old days, like, they would, like, try and release stuff, like, a whole bunch. Like, they would release way more than this. But nowadays, they're, like, super tight-lipped. And then some hacker's going to get it when they first get the game out, and they're going to get really mad again. Happens all the time. Anyway, before we get started in the episode, I want to point out one little review someone pointed out on us and asking for merch. We have merch. It's in the link of every episode. It is. We have shirts. We have some stuff like that. If you guys are interested in that, it's all in the link below. If you guys want some other kind of merch, give us some ideas of what you want, and we'll see if we can put it together. We have enough people who interested in it. We'll go ahead and we'll throw it out there. But we, for now, we just have a couple of fun shirts, including one where Teddy Roosevelt is beating up an Ursarang, and that's like, I don't know what else you could want in life beside from our logo. So on today's episode, because we're getting the new game very soon. We got to also kind of wrap up some of the uh, the odd ends here and there when it comes to Galar. Because Galar, great region. Is it my favorite region? No, I'm a Gen 3 guy, ride or die. And Alola's variant system is wild as heck. Historically-wise, Galar's pretty good. But there's one thing we kind of avoided with Galar, and that's Dynamaxing and Gigamaxing because it's basically weird space voodoo magic and not science. It's just not something you can explain as in radiation makes them big in one specific spot and then it just doesn't for like, it, it's weird. It's a game mechanic and I kind of want to just clear it up because uh, it, it became a staple of the game. And to maximize your Pokemon and have like an old school Kaiju battle with a kick and down track, it slaps. That's awesome. But their explanation for you growing big is, and I quote, uh, the Pokemon disrupts space to change its size while affecting the world around them. Yeah, n- no, that's that's not that's not good enough. We're going to go deeper. We're going to do all great science podcasts and YouTube channels go and dig too deep and ruin the fun. So what are we going to do today? We are going to talk about what would happen if your Pokemon grew that big. Let's talk about some of the giants that already existed and how they were able to survive and maybe a little bit about why they went away and how would any Pokemon actually survive this process? Would there be a Pokemon that is actually capable of Dynamaxing without getting itself killed? So before we get onto the Pokemon, as I always like to do, let's get to the real science behind it. We used to have some massive creatures on the spinning ball of dirt we call home. I'm talking enormous Creature. Now, we do have some pretty big creatures today, but I kind of want to talk about some of the older ones first. And the biggest one I could find was Argentinosaurus, and that was a sauropod, uh, one of those long-necked dinos people love. Incidentally, for our younger listeners, Land Before Time, that's a classic right there. Anyway, um, it earned the title of largest animal to ever walk the Earth. Its estimated length put it from head to tail, 
anywhere from 70 to 115 feet long and weighing over 80 tons. Now, that's a big discrepancy of 70 to 115 feet. The reason that discrepancy exists is due to the lack of fossils determining overall size. So we know it was still huge. It was massive. Now, just to give you guys an idea using what Pokemon likes to use uh, when it comes to measurements, uh, dump trucks, apparently. In terms of dump trucks, the largest dump trucks can weigh 37 tons. So this thing can weigh as much as two of the heaviest dump trucks ever and that's that's again pokemon does their measurements with cars i don't know why i don't make the rules anything to avoid the metric system i guess to move a massive body like that around this animal had to evolve multiple different strategies to survive it was not just that they could eat it was not just that they could reproduce they had all these different things combined that helped them out uh first off uh, they consumed tons of energy-rich plants, and they were actually able to digest every last bit of it because they were so large. Being so large, they were able to not only reach all of these delicious plants and lots of carbohydrates and sugars, they were able to have that super long digestion process that could break down every single molecule to get as much energy as they could out of it. Uh, they also produced tons of small offspring and were able to bounce back whenever their population uh, went down. So they produced lots of little babies and they were able to protect those little babies with their massive size. In order to keep being that big, though, their bones, while massive, are actually lighter um, than a mammal's would be at that size. And it reduces the stress the animal would go through. Now, all of these processes had to line up perfectly over time in order to get to that size. Today, the biggest thing in the world is the blue whale, which is capable of growing over 100 feet long. Its bones are ridiculously heavy. A human can crawl in through the aorta, as in the, the uh, arteries, the connecting valves to the heart. And really gross fact, you could kind of have a human crawl up its butt. It's really gross, but that is what it is. That's the science of it. Someone could crawl in there. It's really nasty, but it's true. Um, it really doesn't have to worry about gravity dragging down because it's in the water. One of the reasons beached whales have such a hard time is that, one, they're drying out, and two, gravity is now in full force when they're on the beach, so their organs are now being pulled down. They're, they're literally being killed by their own weight. Massive animals take millions of years of evolution and natural selection to get that big and even they have their limits they can't get too big otherwise they'll outstrip their resources or they won't be able to move as well what would happen to an organism if you just kind of did it all at once that's what pokemon kind of did they just kind of like well there's a rattata now it's a big rattata actually you know what for this we can't use rattata because gala didn't have it we need another test subject mm. oh We'll just use the human surrogate. We'll just throw out a Machop. Uh, Machop, really useful because it has an anatomy similar to us, and technically it's an animal, so it's less cruel. Anyway, when you Dynamax, everything is growing along with it. Uh, organs, bones, metabolic needs, all of that is growing with it. No clouds in the sky. It's just big. While looking this up, um, a lot of people have already done the sorts of talks on like King Kong and Godzilla. Really helpful stuff, but they also don't account for um, the nervous system. I only found one paper that did, and that's really cool. When you think of growing super big, you don't think of how your nervous system needs to react. Despite how it may feel when you're wiggling your fingers, it is not an instant connection. The fastest your signals can go is about 100 meters per second. This means that if you were 
that big, it would take roughly about a full second to react to anything. Walking would be nearly impossible because imagine having a one second delay on every action. If you guys have ever played in a first person shooter, that one second is the meaning between life and death. Argentinosaurus was long, not tall. It wasn't like standing all the way up. It still had its ability to get where it needed to go. It just didn't need to react nearly as quickly, especially with something like a Pokemon battle. Uh, the bones would definitely be the next problem. There's actually a really cool mathematical formula for increasing size. As the area of a structure is multiplied by two, the volume is tripled, meaning that there is a lot more mass, meaning you're about to get real, real heavy. Uh, the skeleton would not be able to support itself, and the bones would shatter like dust under the pressure of all of that mass now having to be supported. Even with the larger bones, it just wouldn't be able to compensate for that increased volume. Uh, there's also something to be said about the calorie consumption. But since you're only Dynamax for three terms, not a huge deal. But if you were Dynamax for a longer period of time, the calorie count needed to keep your body moving would be astronomical. Your Pokemon would have to spend most of its life eating just to stay alive, holding still, especially if it was like a warm-blooded Pokemon. You know, something like us that has a controlled body heat. On the note of warm-blooded, if a Machamp tried to go for an attack, it would most likely blow up its heart. Um, the force of the attack would just be too much stress on this heart because the heart is going to be working overtime, getting blood all throughout the body. Keep in mind, that's your heart's job, is to pump and move all this blood throughout your body. Being that size and having to move that much volume, it's not possible for a large animal like that to do it without considerable help and evolution over time. It would already have to be working with all this crazy stuff, and now you want to throw a cross chop? Yeah, good luck. Uh, the stadium also better be air-conditioned, because if you're not, due to the amount of heat given off, because you're just this massive radiating mass, um, you would be outright dangerous to be around. Attack on Titan actually played around with this concept, the anime, uh, because a lot of the transformation involves increase of heat and steam. That idea comes from the fact that you literally need energy in order to get that side, and to generate that energy, it's going to take a lot of force, and that force is going to generate a ton of heat. Um, if you're cold-blooded, you're still screwed because there's no way to get all of that heat from the environment because now you're too big. You won't be able to absorb as much sunlight as you need to survive. All of these factors being considered, I, I shouldn't be able to, shouldn't have to state the obvious, but here we are. Uh, the second you Dynamax, by the end of that like minute-long animation, your Pokemon just KO'd itself. If you're lucky, if you're not lucky, it might have actually passed away. And again, that's a bummer. Now, I don't like to end on bummers. That's really not my style. I try to be a little more positive these days. So um, there could be some Pokemon that could survive the Dynamax problem. The, the Pokemon in question would not be a Machop. That thing is gone. But it would have to be something that could handle extreme growth uh, without being crushed by its own weight. It would have to have to deal with having overstressed organs, would have to worry about overheating. Uh, you'd have to worry about a ton of stuff that it would have to work with. Otherwise, it's just going to die like that. I mean, uh, faint and pass out. Yeah, that's it. Faint and pass out like that Machomp. Uh, to deal with the weight, it would need to be a Pokemon without bones or a carapace. So that leaves out birds, mammals, fish, reptiles, amphibians, and bugs. You are not going to have a giant Godzilla fight. You're not going to have a giant core fish ripping through the place. It's just too big and heavy, and its bones and its hardened shell would just make things too hard. Again, it's just no giant bug fights, no giant mammal fights. Sorry. Um, you would need an organism with organs that could take the strain of the expansion or something with no organs at all. So 
it would work out if you had something like, I don't know, a slug, something with anything, no bone structure, some other way of holding itself up. Um, it also to be a Pokemon that either doesn't care about temperature or has a way to counteract it for a brief enough period of time. Uh, I know a lot of people might be thinking, oh, Lucas, just, just use a ghost type. They don't need to worry about it because they're already dead. And yes, with magic, anything is possible. Magic is cheating. Magic is the poor man's science because you can't, you don't need to explain anything with magic. It's just, oh, it's, it's magic. It grows and it's totally alive. Like, no, that's not fun. We're not the Poke Magic podcast. I don't have Poke Magic merch just sitting there in a link that someone couldn't find. Again, apologies for that. I'll try and bring it up more in the episode. Anyway, uh, for plant people out there who are thinking, ah, ha, ha, you're thinking animals, you small-brained animal lover. You should need to go with the plants. But the tallest trees out there are about half the size of a Dynamax Pokemon, and there's a reason for that. In order to get that tall, they have to be really wide. They have to get tons of energy as well. They still have to deal with gravity. You would need a massive trunk just to be a tree that big. Any other organism, any other plant would not be able to be that large and that tall. Now, wide and expansive? Sure, plenty of funguses can do that, no problem. But as far as big and tall, not so much. You would have to have a, a root system generating for miles for a plant. And whatever, I forget the actual term for the fungus root system. But one of those, like miles as well. There's no way. Uh, the Magnemite line, eh, I could probably hold up. They're a giant hunk of steel, and we have giant hunks of steel all over the place. Uh, it would probably collapse under its own weight since whatever electromagnetic field it's generating it probably would be too big to hold itself up. And if it did try to power that up, it seems to be repelling itself. So it might blow away anything metal around it. That would be pretty terrifying. Luckily, it doesn't have levitate anyway, but it wouldn't die because it doesn't have organs. It would just be stuck there and wouldn't be able to move. But like I said, it didn't have levitate to begin with. So it's not like it had to worry too much more. Now, slugma. Slugma could work. No bones to break. No need to worry about overheating. Uh, the battle might end, though, because the second you pull that thing out, the heat rating off a normal slugma is bad enough. I think if you had a just a giant slugma, um, uh, if anyone here is from Denver, Colorado, if you've ever seen their, uh, for the uh, Colts, their stadium, looks kind of like someone took a bowl in the microwave and it kind of melted a bit. Yeah, the stadium would look like that. It would just completely melt away. And if anyone here is a Colt fan, tough. I don't care enough about football. I'm just making fun of your weird stadium. Uh, a, a pretty chilling one would be Garbodor. I think Garbodor would survive. It is a giant pile of garbage. It is sentient trash. So the Gigamass Garbodor, awesome. We would have one of those in like every major city landfill anyway, so why not? It's sentient filth. I doubt it has organ systems. I doubt it's just anything but just filth and malice. So it works out just fine. I don't think, I don't count it as magic. I count it more as like, mankind's hubris mankind's arrogance that's its own kind of thing that's not magic that's just justice anyway uh the final one that i think would be really really good uh jellicent jellicent could work really well given that they are jellyfish uh, a lot of times people like point out like well you can't use the fish pokemon because they can't breathe like they're already out in the air i'm gonna assume that they treat the air like they do water except magikarp poor thing just flops uh, these things these jellyfish are mostly just water they don't have an organ system. They do have a nerve net, 
which allows them to like respond to physical action. But even if you were to attack a Jellicent's tentacles, the Jellicent might not react to it, but the tentacles would because they are powered by stinging cells, pneumatocysts, that fire even when they're dead. If you try touching a jellyfish when it's like dead on the beach, you could still get stung. It doesn't need to think. It just needs to sting and attack. Uh, they could also have real-world jellyfish because they stretch like over 100 feet with their tentacles in real life. There's some massive jellies out there. I don't know if the bell, you know, the, the, the squishy part at the top, would be able to support itself, but I think a jelly could do it. Again, anything without a major bone structure might have a shot. Now, again, I love Galar. It is not my favorite region, but it's still a pretty amazing region. And the Dynamax gimmick worked really well. I think it was a lot of fun because it gave you, in a lot of cases, a cannon that you would normally never use. And I think that's the fun part about the Pokemon gimmicks. Every generation since Gen 6... They've given some Pokemon a chance to come out and just kick some butt. It has been awesome to see. And I like this. Again, who doesn't love a Kaiju battle? It's a fun gimmick. It's great. And you get the Gigamax forms every now and again. Grimmsnarl's Gigamax form, that thing slapped. Do I think Duraludon needed one? Absolutely. Not the one he has already. Like that city looking thing. Eh, come on. If you're going to go for Mecha Godzilla, go for Mecha Godzilla. Don't go for like freaking tower out of the skyline of chicago or something that was not that great but as fun as it is the science is bad but it's still fun again this is a video game if you're taking it too seriously oh sorry video game meant for 10 and up it, if you're taking it too seriously you're not having enough fun sit back relax have the kaiju fights but bear in mind we did have giants in our world they were never as giant as this and there's no way on rc's green earth they could have survived now, before I get going, before I say goodbye, a uh, reminder, Dragon Con is coming up in about a month. If you're in the Atlanta area, your boy Lucas is going to be in multiple panels. And once they are officially announced, I will let you know. We have a couple of panels that are mine, a couple of panels that are with a couple of buddies of mine, and one that I'm super, super excited about. I will keep it a secret until the time comes. For now, have a wonderful rest of your day or night. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace! Peace!